on page Ayin. We're chazering how the Shia that was given on Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Bahar. The Mechaber the in this little paragraph is still in that place of the Neshama, of the soul of the Sefer. And he's telling us He's telling us where the Sefer comes from. Every single one of us has been influenced by many, many things in life. And every time we say something, we teach something, obviously that what we're teaching, that what we're saying is somehow a reflection of all of our life's experiences and all that we've ever heard and all that we've ever learned. So the Mechaber here begins by saying, First of all, Rav Schwartz gave this, of course, as a series of shiurim, and he first begins by thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for having this chus, the opportunity to say Torah, to teach, to learn together with Jews who are, who are thirsting, who want very, very much to expand the inner, the inner lives, their inner lives, and to become closer to Kadosh Baruch Hu. And and all that Rav Schwartz says when I spoke to him, and in everything that he does, it's with a it's with a very very strong tefillah that everything will be will be a will be a benefit for those who are learning. Anytime each and every one of us is teaching and learning with somebody, we should have this in mind. First of all, to be grateful for Kaj Baruch that he gave us the opportunity to share Torah with other Jews. And secondly, that whatever we say to another person, whatever we learn with another person, it should be a toilet to help that person grow and learn and so on. Akdim v'aymer. Let me begin right away and say, V'derech klal kish'odam minase lahavidvarm. Usually, when a person is trying, when a person is trying to give over something to another person, kolzman shahadvarim heim begeder mekubalim yiduim mukarim. As long as what the person is saying is very familiar to the to those who are listening or to the individual who's listening, it's something which is recognizable. It's something which is familiar. It's something. What he feels comfortable with, then ain Hashem Then those who are listening don't feel any great need to search for, to ask for makaris, to ask for sources. However, we know that when there's something that's new, when there's a nakudas chiddush, when a person is saying something, and the one or those who are listening feel that this is something different, this is something unusual and something new. But if in TV, it's natural. It's natural for a person. When a person hears something unusual and different, he's not he's not comfortable with he's not comfortable hearing that new information or that new idea without knowing what's the source of it. Where did it come from? Where did you hear this from? How did you how did you get such a thing? Where does this come from, this idea, this concept? Schwartz says, So I know that many of you, as you learn through this Sefer, you're going to feel that it's something different, it's something new, 
and even what was said before in the Hakdama of what the focus is of the Sefer. It's not something that we're used to hearing when we learn. And therefore I know that that many of you are going to be wondering where does all of this come from? What's the source of all of this? So if Schwartz wants to wants to reassure us from the very beginning, and I feel this is a very, very important uh, Hakdama. He says, Godalnu Alberke Hatayra Hakadosha. I was raised on the lap I was raised in the world of of Tyra. The And there is no other source for anything that I have learned, anything that I know, anything that I say, other than the Tyra itself. Lo Karasi, Lo Shanisi. I never studied meaning, he never read any secular books, never went went never went to any secular institution is a person that has never, from also what he shared with me, never read or reads any newspapers or magazines. I am completely unfamiliar with any of the books that are written by the scholars of the nations of the world, meaning that we're going to be seeing certain things in here. We might wonder, is this something that he picked up from the secular world and he's adapting it or bringing it into the world of Torah? Perhaps these are ideas, these are notions and concepts that don't originate at Sinai, that don't come from our own world, from the inner world of Klal Yisrael. So if Schwartz says at the beginning, I want you to know, like Karasi, like I am completely unfamiliar. I never read any of these books. And I haven't read any of the new swarm. That even in our in our world, there are swarm that have been coming out over the past few years that have been written um, in such a way where where they are where they are drawing from secular sources and trying to adapt into the. Uh, understanding of, of Tyre. So if Schwartz says, I am completely unfamiliar, I've never read anything other than Tyre Akadaisha, and I haven't even read any of the of these books that have come out recently that are drawing from secular sources. Emunim Anu Alei HaTayra Akadaisha Shenitna Lanu Sinai. I'm completely and totally from that world. That's the world that nurtured me, that's where I come from, and that's what I am relying entirely upon. I trust in and rely entirely on the Torah that was given to us And my entire Yenika, Yenika means a person is nursed, a person's sustenance, a person draws from everything that I have, Rav Schwartz says, Kal Yenika Seinu, Eina Elamimena, is only from her, meaning from the Torah Kedosh, Kiakal Nimsa Sham, because everything, everything is truly there. Ela Shetzarech Enayim Lirais, Vaznayim Lishmaya, still, of course, a person needs to have eyes to see, and ears, and ears to hear, meaning, that a person has to, of course, take note of what's happening in the world and what's around him to be able to to be able to look and see where I am and what's going on around me in order to be able to live according to the Torah 
but the, my actual what I'm teaching, what I'm saying, and what we're going to be learning together. Ein behem shum teisefes pamasha nichtav b'svar makedashim ayidei chachmenazal. There's absolutely nothing at all. There's no teisefes. There's nothing out from outside. Anything. Nothing has been added from outside of Chazal, from outside of Chazal, and and the svarim hakedashim. Kosher levatos as mashi omer bebitu shel haetzah. The Mechaber says it's very difficult for me to express, for me to express in the form of a shear, of a shmuz, of a lecture, that which I need to say, which I want to say, that which I want to convey. It's very difficult to do so in the form of a shear, of a hatsah, of a lecture, of a shmuz. Va'agdir madua, and I want to tell you why that is. The reason that I've come to this point in my life to speak about these matters, to speak about this, it's because of an inner journey. It comes from the recognition, I guess he's saying, through the course of his own life and during the years that he's come to recognize. There is a world, there's an entire universe that exists. You know, let me say it in an even more direct and honest way. Not that there's a universe or world that that simply exists, but who there's a world whose existence is more clear, stronger, more true, and more real. Then the world that you and I take so seriously, that world that we're able to see and to touch and to hear, that world that's I always... That, that, that sad sentence that the Chavra that the, that, that often has has shared with me when a Shabbos ends or a Yontif ends, that feeling that right, now we have to go back into the real world. And how, whether we, we, of course, we correct ourselves and we say what we're supposed to say, that no, that's not the, we know that the real world, of course, is only, there, is only Yiddishkeit. But let's be honest, the... The, the world of the uh, the world of the Long Island Railroad and the world of the office and work and so on and the world of eating and sleeping and drinking and doing and running and coming and going of Kisaitse and Kisava to us and to our and to our senses that feels like the real world. But we know from Chazal, from the from that person who left this world, who died for for a moment, and when he came back into this world, so he said that this world is the world that we're living in that we take so seriously the world that we describe as being real is in fact an everything here is strange it's mysterious it's reversed and what did I see what I saw in that world that you can't see with your eyes is I saw a world that's clear I saw a world that's real so the Mechaber is saying the author is saying that I came to recognize that there's a world, there's a world that exists, not only that it exists, but its existence is 
Its existence is clear and its existence is more real than the world that you and I have grown up in and the world that we recognize and we describe as being real. But this world is very, very hidden from our eyes, from our senses. Ha'olam ha'pnimi, page ayin alef. Ha'olam ha'pnimi, this hidden world, this universe, this galaxy that's that's inside, that's beyond, that's higher than the world that we see with our eyes. Ha'olam ha'pnimi, ha'olam kosum. It's a wondrous, it's a wondrous place. Olam, it's a world, an Olam, shal Einig, it's a world of delight. Olam, shal Chibur, it's a world of attachment, of connection, of Chibur. Hulai Olam, shal Dimyaynes, it's not a world of Dimyaynes. Because as Rav Schwartz knows that as these words are being written, or as these words are being read, so there are some very nice Jews that are shaking their heads and thinking that he's talking about something. He's describing a world of demyonis, a world of fantasy, a world of fiction that doesn't exist. And he's saying, The world that I'm talking about is not a world of demyonis. The world that we're living in, the Olam Hafuch that we're in, is a world that's filled with demyonis. Every single one of us is filled with demyonis. This world that we're going to be talking about, that we're going to be learning about, that we're going to realize over the course of of learning this limud, this cipher, that the more that we the more that we become familiar with that world, the more we'll be able to contend with life in this world and make our lives in this world meaningful. This is not a world the world this is not a world of dimyanist, the world that we don't see. It's not a world of fantasy, of delusions. It's a world that is mamashi, it's more real, it's more clear than the physical world that we're living in and that and that we're familiar with. Hashulchan, the table in the room, Hakise, the chair, Hamanaira, the light, and so on. The world that we're going to be learning about, the world the world that we can't see with our eyes is a world that is more real than the table, uh, the chair, and, and the light. We know now, Marshall, we were talking about this, I always joke about it by, by the chasna, less chasna of Hashem, we're talking about how really it's not even necessary to take all the pictures, you just have to take of the you know, the chasna kal, and you could take from the less chasna, and the photographer could mix everything and do everything with the computer, or digital, whatever you call it, and to make in such a way that everything looks like it's a new chasna because the photographer, it used to be that a person saw a picture and the picture a person felt was honest, that there's some truth the picture's describing or portraying reality in an honest way. <clears throat> and, and now we know that, that it doesn't mean anything anymore because anybody could make any picture that he wants and, and could change things around and you could, you could 
superimpose this and, and take that and from here and make all kinds of shaduchim and zavugim and, and make uh, and create things uh, on the computer that never were and, and that never will be. Like they have, there's an artist, an artist of some sort of, some guy in Brooklyn that he made. He made many people have in their homes these uh, these paintings. They look like paintings that that he took. Let's say he took tzaddikim that 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 lived 200 years apart and he puts them like at one table, like looking at each other. So I'll have you know I'll have like the Balshamtov smiling at the at the Lubavitcher Rebbe or something, and, and and it's all it's all not true things. This is all fiction. It's all demyanis that's made and look, but it looks like it, it looks as if the Balshamtov lived with, with, with the Lubavitcher Rebbe, or it looks like the or it looks like that you know, that that that, that was was walking together with the Vilna Gaon and the Chassam Seif was walking together with the Rav Ozner, you know. They have this big painting like Mashiach's March, and they have all these tzaddikim from. It's very pretty, but but, but I, I told my children I don't want to have. So I think it's 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 bad. It's a sheker, the whole thing. It's not real. They take from different generations and to put pictures together uh, to make it look like that. So the world that we're living in, that we all the years we felt that at least the world that we see, that we look at, that at least is telling us an honest story about the Metzius. But this Manayna, we, we don't even, we're not even sure of that. There's, there's really an Olam, there's no Olam Bor, even in the world that we always said is Bor. But even in, the, even in that, compared to that world, that is an Olam Bor. The Amnesty is that, that the world beyond this world is more real, is infinitely more real than any table, chair, or light that we see and that we can touch in the room that we're sitting in. Sometimes we know we know that what can happen very often and we've seen a lot of this in our times that when a person wants very much to get into a deeper inner world to get to a world that you can't see with your eyes we know there are many reasons why a person would want to do that. Not all of, not all of the reasons are because of kedusha and of tahara. It could be a person, many people, that unfortunately have had terrible, terrible lives, and the way that they've been living, or the way that they were raised in this physical world, has been so, has been so heartbreaking, been so disappointing that they simply, in order to survive, must must find another dimension within themselves or to see something different than the world that they've seen because the world that they've seen is so frightening it's so horrible it's so miserable it's so depressing that they simply can't go on living so there are many reasons why a person would want to enter into an island pnimi into a into a more inner world and what happens is naitim lakshayv betchila shayilam apnimi pachas yadua pachas mukar vimkain ulayzeh dimyan <clears throat> when you have a person who be'emes wants to find the Olam HaPnimi, that true hidden world, the feeling that a person that person will have is that perhaps I'm simply deluding myself. Because we know, as I said a moment ago, that there are many reasons why a person is unsatisfied with the world that he's living in and is unhappy in the world that he sees with his eyes. And therefore, self called self, we know that there are many people who are trying to escape from this world. And the way that they try to escape, they could use drinking, or they could use, or they could use uh, drugs, chasher shalom, or they could use literature, poetry, music, art. There are many, many, many ways that a person tries to get out of the 
of the constricting dark world that he's living in to discover some beautiful world uh, that that one can't see with one's eyes and 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 therefore we're always suspicious we're nervous and we need to be that that if I'm a person who's trying to find who's trying to discover an island a world that's deeper, a world that's inside, an internal world, then we're always a little bit nervous, maybe more than a little bit, we're nervous, that inner world, I don't know what it is, and it's less, it's less known, it's, perhaps, it's less recognized, it could be that it's a fantasy. Well, it's maybe, what I'm doing is just, I, I, I'm finding a religious way to get high. A much less expensive religious way to get high. When I was, uh, when I was younger, then I, I would get high with, uh, God forbid, with drinking. I get high with, uh, with, with drugs. I would get high with a certain kind of music. Getting high, meaning that there's a rutsin in a person to be higher than the world that he's in. Bamis, he wants to get higher the, than the world that he's in. Remember when, when, uh, when Shlomo Kalabach, there's some of, this is only the real diehard Kalabach fans know that back in the old days when he was in San Francisco, uh, when he started the, the House of Love and Prayer, that Shlomo had, uh, he had a song, Lord, get me high, Lord, get me higher, get me higher. And of course, he was singing that to an oilum that was, that was completely, you know, stoned. And he sang, Lord, get me higher, as a way of saying, saying to Eden that we can get, we can get higher without losing, without losing HaKadosh Baruch Fakir, that there's a way to get higher by entering deeper into ourselves without Chashashalim taking the, without the drugs and without all of the other stuff that that Hever back in the in the 60s was uh, was was involved in the Hever that he was trying to help and Lord get me high get me higher Lord meaning that we understand that when a person is is going to Elam Hatnimi there there is this fear that perhaps it's all a dimion so when I was younger when I was younger I, I would get high in a certain way and. That led me to all kinds of strange demyanas, very dangerous demyanas. And now, in my effort to to enter the Olam HaPnimi, into this inner world that we're going to be learning about, that maybe, maybe here too, it's a fantasy. Maybe this is also demyanas. Maybe it's also demyanas. Hazaya Shabnei Adam Haraitzim L'Chavis Kalminei People desperately are longing to experience certain things that are higher than this world. Because this world, for most people, is a terrible disappointment. So they want to experience something. So the person's worried that this journey that I'm taking to the Olam HaPnimi, perhaps it's a dimyan, perhaps it's merely the fantasy or the delusion of a person who wants, who wants to feel something different. Who wants to experience something different? And therefore, therefore we know that many people are medamim bedimyan, hametstarf ledimyan. That a person takes one fantasy, one piece of the imagination, he joins it together. It's mitstarf to another dimyan. He ties it up with another dimyan. As we spoke a lot about last year. 
he ties one dimin with another dimin, and the person can build mamish a world. We see this all the time. This person builds an entire world that the whole world is just a dimin. So he thinks that this is the Olam HaPnimi. He thinks that this is some great, magnificent, new world that he's discovered, when in fact, the whole thing is mamish, the whole thing is, 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 is fiction. It doesn't exist. never <coughs> never was and it never will be. Like we see, <coughs> as I was talking about on Shabbos, that we see that, 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 that the world is so fixated on, on fiction, the Chlal, or Befrat, the unbelievable success that this whole series of books is Harry Potter, that this lady has made uh, millions, probably more than millions, and lots of millions of dollars on on this series of books, which I never I never read even one uh, sentence, I never saw even the cover. But from what I understand is that she, in a very, very brilliant way, created a, a, a whole world. It's not just, it was an interesting story. But she created like a new vocabulary. She created a new dimension of existence. She's obviously a very creative and wealthy person at this point. And, and she's, she was zoiche to, to take people who are, who are especially children who are so fresh and who are so new and come from such a Muridika world that's so different from the world that they see with their eyes. And children are so new in this world. And therefore we understand that children are chalishing to, to, to see interesting, amazing things. And they love all kinds of fantasies and stories and pictures because because a child comes a child just a recent arrival he's only here a short time all of us we already here for a long time so we sort of got used to the we sort of got used to the to, you know to the slime of the streets and the uh, and the pollution and uh, and and the world that we're living in so we got used to it and we said what are you going to do and once also we try to go out to see some trees or try to go to a park you try to take a trip and go to someplace nice but our our expectations of the world are, 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 are pathetically small are pathetically small so we're very impressed if we if a, zeich, if a person zeich, let's say to go to the mountains and you see some nice mountain so we feel very inspired we feel very excited but you understand a child who just got to the world who just came here he comes from the Ilm HaRuchni he comes from the Ilm HaPnimi Mamish he comes from a place he was just a little while ago the Malach he comes from the Ilm HaPnimi so you know a child comes to the world and, and, and when you talk to him about Books and blackboards and erasers, and you talk to him about uh, about uh, tables and chairs and light bulbs and rooms and things like that. The child, the child, is is not satisfied, and, and and those things can't possibly compete with Harry Potter. Harry Potter is something beyond. It's something higher than. It's something so. It's something higher than the world. And this recent arrival into the world, this little kid, for him it's for him it's a taste of something that's higher than the world. And and, and they have a tremendous sugar. It's not just children. It's not just children. We spoke a lot about this, especially because they're closer to Mashiach when the Dimian is getting stronger as we prepare for the as we prepare for the re reawakening of Nevo of prophecy, the strong dimyonis, and therefore people are taking one dimyon with another dimyon and weaving together dimyonis and building Olamus and building Mamish a world with all kinds of dimyonis <coughs> I was uh, my, I, I was uh, with my wife, we were, we were together in California a couple of years ago, actually it was exactly this time because I remember we came back right before Lagbainam 
and we were we were in California. It was like to be I have an old friend of mine from yeshiva that he has a shul there. He's a rabbi of a shul, and uh, and and, and uh, I was like to go there and spend Shabbos uh, and Sunday talking to the island. And and um, ever since I was uh, ever since I was a, a, a kid, I wanted to. I always wanted to see Universal Studios. I mean, I, I, it's a little bit embarrassing to admit. Right, right now, I'm only talking to a couple of chaver, but if, but but it's embarrassing to admit that. Uh, I guess not so embarrassing. It's just a, a normal thing. But you know, you think you should outgrow it, I guess. But I'll call upon him. I always wanted to see. Uh, I always wanted to see how they how they made movies and how they did all of that because it seemed to me to be such a. It is. It's a half of the thing. How they make. How they make. Uh, how they make. Uh, um, how they, how they produce films, pictures, these islamists, and, and I was always interested to see how they how they do it. And so when I was uh, first, I was in California uh, around eight years ago to speak there uh, at a convention to speak, and um, and I wanted I wanted very much to go at that time, and it, it didn't work out. Was, uh, there wasn't enough time. It was very busy, and I, and I told my wife beforehand that I was going to try to go, and and um, I only had like two hours that I could get away from the speaking thing, to get away a little bit and to go on my own, and I didn't know that the, that the studio was not so posh to get to, and also it's embarrassing, I guess, to go by yourself, uh, you know, without having a child or somebody. So I I, uh, I remember that when I was there, so I called my wife. And uh, I called my wife, and my wife asked, she said, Moish, you're having, you're having fun. And she knew that I was I had a little break, a break. She said, you're having fun. I said, I, I'm fun? She says, well, where are you? Because she thought I was going to end up, I was going to go to Universal Studios or something. So I said, to tell you the truth, I, I, I'm in the Holocaust Museum. So she said, I can't believe it. It's like everywhere we go, you just seem to always end up in Holocaust museums. I said, I, I don't know, because, you know, Eula, it's over there. It's not so far. I could walk. So I, I thought I was going to go to Disney or to Universal Studios, something fun. But here I am, you know, by the uh, here I am by by the Treblinka display, you know, and uh, and that seems to be the girl of a person in this world if you want to have some fun. But Ro Hashem, uh, uh, two years ago or three years ago, so I, I was able to I was able to go to to, the, to Universal Studios, and and it was even very convenient because I had my wife with me. So when you have your wife. When you have your wife with you, you could always say that Bemis, of course, I would never go to such a silly place, and it's Bittel Tire, and it's Marishkeit, and it's all kinds of terrible things. But uh, Shalom Bais, my wife, it's, it's, it's Rahman, and she wants very, very little to go. So I was able to convince my wife to come with me to, to go to Universal Studios. And it's a half a good thing. Truly, it's an amazing place. Uh, and I can't say that I'm happy that I went, because a person should be happy doing things that are constructive, that are important. But as far as a marshal, as far as a marshal of, of what we're talking about and to understand, it's, it's unbelievable because what, I, what, what we saw over there is that the, the world, the world that, that, that is on the television or that's in the movies that we grew up, we saw some people, some didn't, but we saw, and you feel that you're mamish, you feel that it's mamish in the entire world, it's when you go there and they explain to you and they show you and they take you around. It's it's you see that how they were able to create the mianas. The whole place is ah, it's a big place. It's a couple of acres. It's a big place. But I I, I remember that that we went there and they took us on this little like bus that goes to the whole place and we came to this little lagoon. 
It's, I couldn't even call it a lake. It's a man-made thing. It was like a pool, like a lagoon. And it, it wasn't any kind of a hush of a place. And the water was dirty. It was a small place. And, and the guy said to the people on the bus, he said, you remember that there was, a, there was this uh, movie, Jaws. So everybody went, oh, of course, of course, that was a famous movie. There was a big shark that, came, that was terrorizing the whole world or something. And I never saw the movie. I just, uh, once I saw a second uh, something uh, like advertisement. But I know that it, was a, it, made, it made a big pachet here and all around the world that people got, were afraid to go again into the ocean because this huge, this unbelievable shark would, would come out and would eat everybody up. So, so the guy said on the bus that this is, this is where... This is where it happened. This is the original place of Jaws. So everybody's looking around. This is this is Jaws. And all of a sudden, while the bus is sitting there, this plastic shark comes up. This silly-looking, ridiculous plastic shark that you think it was like some 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 cheap shop that you bought. It, it comes up, boom, out of the, out of this little lagoon, and and uh, and he says, "This is exactly how they made it. This is exactly what this was. This, in other words, you're looking at you're looking at Jaws." That the whole world was a pocket, and people couldn't sleep, and people couldn't ever go fishing again or swimming again, and people probably killed themselves and had to go for therapy because of a plastic thing in a little lagoon, and they created scenery of an ocean, and he showed us how they make the scenery, how it comes up and how it comes down, and and, and the whole thing was a binyan mamish of sheker, a binyan that's not true, a world that doesn't exist, but in the minds and the hearts of people who are deluded, and in the minds and hearts of people who are chalishing to get high, to somehow escape the confines of this world, that that's an entire world, and that that's what the whole trip was about. There are all these different things that were there. This this that, that from an old movie from the 19, some famous old movie from the 1940s or something. And I remember seeing when I was a kid, and and he said that this is where this is the street. It was nothing. It's all cardboard. It was all nothing. It was all nothing. And then I remember the movie. There was like a, a big flood, and then he showed. Then they did the thing there with the flood, and they made the water come, and then the water goes and it comes. It was, it wasn't any marble, it was nothing. It was some guy standing at a lever on the side with a cigarette, you know, lifting up a lever. And everybody is like, but when we saw that, it was Mamish and So we understand that when a person is trying to enter into the Eilam Apnimi, into the into a hidden world. Whenever we talk about that, whenever someone says that to you, come, we're going to go on a trip. They even call that in the language of the street. To, to, when they take, when they get high, to, they're going to. I don't know. They still talk that way. But it's to get, take a trip. I, don't know, it's to, I think there was such a thing to take a trip. So taking a trip, it's all these lashinas. The lashin to take a trip to get high. It means, it means not here. So we associate all of that with demyanis, right? You go to the, you go to a movie. You're taking a trip. He, a person, a person tries to get hot. He's taking a trip, so we understand that that world is a world mamish of the and a person can build a binyan shalom, a complete world of sheker, of lie, of something that doesn't exist. So, when lahavdil we talk about entering into our oilam hapnimi. So we become nervous and afraid, even when we hear this kind of talk, that maybe it's another fantasy, maybe it's, maybe it's another delusion, another piece of an imaginative, creative mind that's taking me someplace that doesn't really exist, doesn't really exist. So Tzarek Ladas, right, he says, Tzarek Ladas, 
שהעולם הפנימי הוא יוסר מוכל שאם העולם בו אנו חיים. What we're going to see is that the עולם הפנימי, the true עולם הפנימי that was revealed to us on Har Sinai. The עולם הפנימי that the Torah shows us is יוסר מוכל is more tangible, more real than the world that we're living in. Now as the world that we're living in is a big Hollywood studio. It's a big universal studio. The whole world is a Hollywood studio. The whole world is an unbelievable, big, big universal studio. And everything that we see, it looks like this, it looks like that. And it Bemis isn't. It's an Almadish Shikra Mamish. And the world that we're going into is not a delusion, it's not a fantasy. The world that we're going into is an Oilam Boru. It's the Oilam Ha'emis. It's an Oilam Boru. Hu Yoysim Chashim Oilam Boyan Chaim. Misha Enubatuch Bekach. Whoever is not certain about this, whoever doesn't believe in this, either, he's like a person who, a person who can't see, and either, a blind person. A blind person who doesn't see, who's uncertain, and who's skeptical about that which is mamish seeing in front of his eyes. Because he doesn't see. So the blind person asks the others who are in the room who are able to see and he asks them they told him that there's a table over here they told him there's a table over here so the blind person asks are you certain that there's a table? are you sure that the table's really here? so the, the blind person so he says maybe there, maybe there is no table here maybe it's not maybe it's not a table so the Chavah there says to him, what do you mean? A hundred percent is a table. There's not even a tzad cotton, there's not even the tiniest little chance. That's the Metzius. The Metzius is that there's a table in the room. That's what they all say to him. And they're... The Chavah there in the room, they look at each other sadly and they nod their heads to each other. What are Achmanis? What are Achmanis? Here's a table, Mama is sitting in the room. And and this person, our friend, that's because Lohalani, we can't see. So he doesn't know, he doesn't see that which is so obvious and so clear. And as they walk out, they they leave with a feeling of sadness mixed with Rahmanis and they say, Ay, Rahmanis Allah. Rahmanis Allah. What a big Rahmanis on this person, on the person who can't see. Shahsham Yishlach Layrafuashlaima. May Hashem's Bach send this person, each one is davening as they walk out. Rahmanis, there's a table sitting in the room. And and he said there's a table and he says, Maybe there's not a table. How do you know there's a table? Says Rahmanis, Hashem should send him a Rafuashlaim, he should he should be healed, he should be able to see. If you khalirais that he should be able to see. If Hashem will heal him and his eyes will be cured, then he'll be able to see clearly. That all of his questions, is there a table? How do I know there's a table? Maybe it's not a table. Is there, is there a light bulb in this room? I don't know. How do I, maybe there isn't a light bulb in this room. Is there a chair? I don't know. How do I, I'm not sure. I can't be sure. If this person will be able to see, Hashem will cure his eyes, 
then all of his questions will be will be seen to be questions that are chaseyus kolbasis that have no basis bechlal, have no basis in reality. So could you imagine each and every time that when we a person like us when we go into a tzaddik, remember that tzaddik is living in the elamatnimi. The real tzaddikim are living in that world that we can't see with our eyes. The real tzaddikim are living in the Ulam HaPnimi Mamish. And remember, the Ulam HaPnimi is not a fantasy, it's not fiction, it's not Harry Potter, it's not Hollywood. The Ulam HaPnimi is the Ulam HaBoru, it's the Ulam HaEmes, it's the real, real Ulam, it's the real world. And and you and I dre around in this world, and the tzaddik, when he tries to talk to us, he tries to give us a feeling, a sense of that real world, that the Ulam HaPnimi. And you and I say to him, how do I know? Maybe it's not. Where do I see it? I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe it's not like the way you describe Rabbi. Maybe it's not the way the Torah says. Maybe it's not what it says in the Gemara. Maybe the Gemara is talking about, I don't know that. It's talking about something. It's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Like in Rabbi Nachman's story of the seven beggars, the blind beggar, of course, is Yitzchak Avinu. But the blind beggar says that you think that I, you think that I, 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 I'm blind. You think that I can't see. I see so much that I can't see this world. That's why Chazal call a blind person Saginar, somebody who is filled with light. And the beggar, the blind beggar, Yitzchak Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu who is so cut off from this world, Yitzchak Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu who knew what the world was, but knew that this world is Hollywood. He knew that this world is, is, is a fantasy. He knew that this world is Harry Potter. So Yitzchak Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu was the blind beggar who said, you think that I can't see? I see so clearly, I see so much, that I can't see this world. Because the world that I'm in is in the Olam I'm in the world, it's in the Olam HaPnimi, the Olam HaPnimi that I'm in, that's, that's a world, that's a world that's Emes. Emes La'amita, it's in the Olam Therefore the blind beggar says, you think that I can't see? I have so much light, Asaginar, there's so much light in my eyes. I am so... I, I, I am so much a part of the Olam HaPnimi, which I see so clearly, that I can't see this world anymore, because this world is Amad Shikra. It's an Amad Shikra. So these guys, when they're walking out of the room, and they leave behind their, their friend, the one who can't see, so they say that Tzachmanis, and if he'll have her a fuhr, and he'll be able to see, then he'll discover that all of his questions are unfounded. All the questions of the philosophers, all the questions of the skeptics, all the questions of the big intellectuals and the doubters and the and the Manishtan and the Jews, everybody that's asking, well, how, what, I don't know, how could it be, can't be, I don't know. When the Barisham will take the covering off of our eyes, and each of you, one of us can begin to do that now, that's what the safe is about, to <coughs> to enter into the Olam HaPnimi. And the covering is taken of the Yichayshech Yichase Eretz, of the darkness that co- that's covering the truth of what is. So then we'll realize that all of our questions were without any basis at all. All of our questions without any basis at all didn't mean anything, all the questions, because... Because we were never walking around this world blind to the Olam HaPnimi. And when you're blind to the Olam HaPnimi, you have a million questions. If you don't see the Olam HaPnimi, the answers are never good answers. You have a million questions. But if you see the Olam HaPnimi, then this world is the world that's, that's questionable. Then this world becomes a world that's, that's doubtful. Baruch Lechol Ben Adam. It's It's clear. To any person, Shiraya Shulchan, a person who sees a table, he knows. He, he sees a table, so there's, so there's, he sees a table, so it means that there's a table. Shiraya Shulchan. 
And if a person standing by the table, in front of the table, are you certain? He starts to ask, are you certain that there's a table over here? Everybody there, of course, would say, who either? The guy, unfortunately, doesn't see. He's blind. Therefore, and that's why he has all kinds of svekas. And we know that as far as determining halacha is concerned, that we pass in halacha according to the mitzvahs that we see with our eyes. I mean, that's what we—that's all that we could do. And the Baruch Shalom is not telling us, as far as halacha is concerned, we were raised in this way, and this is how we learn that I don't have to go looking at the esrug with a with a microscope to see whether there's a neck of, whether something wrong with it. I don't have to look with a microscope, and I don't have to. I don't have to go with the microscope to see what's going on inside the water that I'm drinking, or what, what is, what's going on inside the air that I'm breathing, that, that, we're, uh, that there are all kinds of things that we can't see with our eyes, that are in, that's in the air and that's in the water and so on. And as we know that halacha, halacha is working with us according to the halacha, is working with us, nigla, nigla, revealed tyra, tyra nigla, is working with us in that world, in that world of Metzias that we see with our eyes. And, and that is the most fundamental principle in all of Halacha. And the most basic Raya in Halacha is the Raya is what a person sees with his own eyes. But the Gemara is in Gittin, Tvius Eina, Tvius Ein, what I recognize, what I see, what I know by seeing something. That's in Gittin and that Chav Gimel. Tvius Eina. And the, and the Gemara Bavakama talks, Araglav, that means you can argue day and night whether or not this woman is, the husband is alive, the husband is dead, is she mutter, is she not mutter, and the guy walks into the room, that's the end of the discussion, the guy is here, I mean, he, I, I see the guy, he's here. So if I see the guy, that's the end of the discussion, because then I have the most suffering. So we grew up in a world where even on Pihalacha, our shvekas are clarified by what we see with our eyes. And we become completely mishubed. We understand to that world that, that, that we see with our eyes. And, and Halacha says, If I hear something, it can't be hearing that it should be stronger than seeing. Seeing something is mamish. I see with my eyes. In the Chabur we learn from the Tzemach Tzedek, we learn in Derech Mitzisech, about... You know, the Indian of Atahar Reisla does, the Aedis that we saw by Maimon Hasinai, it's the strongest, strongest basis of our Amuna is what we saw with our eyes at Hasinai. So we understand that we live in a world where, where seeing something is knowing its existence. So if I see that there's a table, there's a table. And if someone says, eh, there's no t- I don't know if there's a table, that means that he simply doesn't see. And that's why he has all kinds of svekas. That's why he has all kinds of questions and problems and doubts. The truth is that the oilam hapnimi, the inner world that we're going to be talking about, is oilam bower. It's not a fantasy it's an oilam borer. It's absolutely clear. Mukhlat, certain, vadai, definite, certain, absolute. Avadai shmai kein tehilasai. It's not. It's not maybe. It's not a suffix. It's not. Perhaps there is something interesting and nice out there, and so on. It's 
Vaday. It's Bara Mukhlad Vaday. Ainele Ro, our eyes saw. The Bani Shalom revealed to us in Hasinai. The heavens opened up. Atar Isladas. Moshabena came down. Our eyes saw. Our ears heard. We lived. Do we breathe it? We have each and every one of us inside of us. Mamish. It's not Elam Bara Mamish. There's nothing that's more Bara, that's more Mukhlad, that's more Vaday. Vaday Shmai Kain Tihilasai. And then a Boim Ladabra Kanal Dvarm Sheesh, but my Philot Sad Cotton shall suffer. We're not going to talk about anything in this safe that has even a Anything where there's a possibility of any suffering, of any question, or any doubt at all, maybe it's just an idea, maybe it's a fantasy. We're going to be talking about an oil and pnimi, which is an oil and borer, which, is re- which was given to us, by, which was revealed to us by Hashem Isbarach. It's an oil and borer, an absolutely clear world, without any side of suffering. Eloheim Umasim. Everything here has been absolutely confirmed and verified. True. Not 70%. Not 80%. It's 100%. It's 100%. Not a drop less. 100%. I mentioned to the Chavah on Shabbos that, that many years ago I was giving a shmooze to the 12th grade boys and and I mentioned the Chazal that says that when Mashiach comes at that time, if a person is going to go to pull a fruit off of a tree, that the tree is going to scream out, Shabbos. So you can imagine, I had a room filled with guys, you know, uh, guys that to begin with came in with a million questions and was skeptical and so on. And and I said that there's going to be a tree, and, and when you pull the fruit from the tree, the tree is going to scream out, Shabbos. So... So the guys, the guys were laughing. You know, a couple of guys were laughing louder than the others. And there's one. I remember this one big guy. Emma says, I don't know what happened to him over the years. Uh, many of them, I'm still in touch with this particular one. I don't know where he is. But there's a big guy. His name is Moshe. And <clears throat> and I remember that he was like he was, he couldn't believe it. He he was like he couldn't believe such a thing that you know that what kind of what kind of tires this was talking about. Uh, you know, the trees and screaming Shabbos. And, so I, I so uh, I asked him. I said, Moshe, you know, I, when you go, because the guy's not the guy was not keeping Shabbos, not Shem Shabbos. Moshe, you never heard sometimes when you go into the room on Shabbos and you turn on the light. You never heard the light scream out Shabbos. Never heard. And you never heard when you go in the car on Shabbos. You never heard the car scream out Shabbos or the television when you turn it on. You never heard it scream out Shabbos. So when you go to tear a piece of paper, Shabbos. You never heard. You never heard. So at that moment, he 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 heard. I mean, he understood what I was saying, and he said one of the sweetest things that I that I remember from those years. He said that I I, I don't hear Rabbi. I don't hear it screaming, but I, I hear an occasional whisper. I hear it sometimes whispering to me, Shams. And he understood. He understood that when Mashiach comes, the the world that is the world that is really really there. It's not a suffix. There's no tzad suffix at all. Shabbos is not a. There's no tzad suffix to Shabbos. Shabbos is here. When the sun sets Friday, it's Shabbos. It's not maybe. And it's not just a matter of, it's a nice romantic thing, this beautiful nice thing that the Jews conveniently put together so they get a day off from work. It's it's a real thing, this Shabbos. Shabbos Hayyam Hashem. It's a Metzias of Shabbos. And all the Olamas, and all the worlds. And there's, a, and there's an Elias Olamas. Everything on Shabbos is different. With the Halakha Vishnu, when he was a little boy, 
He knew exactly what it was Shabbos by looking at the sky. And somebody that was there in the room with him said, how, how do you know that it's... It wasn't because it was getting there. He said, it's, not the, it's different. The world is different. When it's Shabbos, it's a different sky. Now, we don't see that with our eyes. We don't see that with our eyes. We, we don't see what the Tzaddik sees. When Mashiach comes, we'll have such eyes. We're always asking, of Yismach if our eyes would see, then then our hearts would rejoice, and we wouldn't have to try to get high on Hollywood, or to get high with a drink, or to get high with a friend, or to get with Snarishkeit, or something silly. We wouldn't have to. If we'd see. So when Mashiach comes, that the tree is going to say, Shabbos! means at that time, when Mashiach comes, when the covering will be removed and the Olam Habara will be borrowed to each and every one of us, so then, then of course, the tree sings Shabbos. And when Moshe in the classroom, that Moshe said, when he realized, and of course, even though he was a big tough guy, he was a real macho guy, but he was a person that was struggling and he wanted to be a better Jew and he was thinking maybe he should take a, he, you know, I knew who he was, and he was thinking about trying to keep Shabbos a little bit more, even though his family wasn't keeping, he was thinking about it. So, so does the light ever call out Shabbos? He said that occasionally it whispers. A person who's a person who's looking, and a person who's hearing, a person who enters into the Olam Hapnimi. And when he stopped laughing, and he entered into the Olam Hapnimi, because with my, with my question, I tried to draw him into the Olam Hapnimi, to pull him into that Olam Hapnimi. In the Olam Hapnimi, you hear Shabbos. You hear Shabbos in the Olam Hapnimi. It's not something you just believe in, or something that you repeat that you heard from your father and your mother, or because it says on the calendar that it's now it's now Friday night. It's there's a mitzvah, there's a of Shabbos in the Welt. There's a mitzvah of Shabbos Hayyim Lashem. It's not seventy percent. It's not eighty percent. Me'achuz loipachus. Rachain, therefore, habitu yishal hadvarim enoi lelamid anashem. So going back to what Rav Schwartz was saying at the beginning, that it's hard to express in words, to give a, to give shiurim, to give talks shmuzim on this Indian. This is because therefore I want to tell you that the way that this is given over is not to teach you something, because teaching. What teaching means to us is that until now the kid didn't know that 2 plus 2 equals 4. Then he comes to class and the teacher says to him 2 plus 2 equals 4. Now the kid learned. So teaching means there was something I didn't know and now I know it. And and there's something different, there's something new that you've taught me. There's something new, I didn't know that. And now there's something new. That's what the word teaching usually means. I'm not, this, the point here is really not to teach something. Certainly, I'm not coming to give new ideas. I'm not coming to, to say something new, some new ideas. not. Hello. So what? What is the tachlis of this sefer? What are we going to do? And what's our hope as we as we embark on this journey together with the mechaber? He says, Ella legalis elam kayim. The whole tachlis is, and really it's the tachlis of, all, of teaching all Torah, <clears throat> is Lagalais Olam Kayim. I want to reveal the world that truly, I want to reveal a world, we're going to together, Lagalais, to uncover an Olam Kayim. That's something different, not something new. 
but the world that's always been there. It's the world. It's the Noilam Bar, the Oilam Kayin. Oilam Mitsiyusi. It's an Oilam that ha- that's Mitsiyus. Kosum, that's wondrous. Mufla, that's amazing. Lefnei Gilos America. Before they discovered America, Liyadu Shehu Shehi Kayemes. They didn't know that there was America. So they were sitting. They were sitting there in, in, in Spain and France, wherever, all around, in different places in the world, in Italy, and people were talking. Maybe there's Taka place like that. They heard there's a place like that. It seems maybe there's a could be on the other side. There's stuff like that going on, and all of those diburim are like the person, like the person Lolena, who can't see who's masupik. Yeah, maybe there's a chair. Could be there's a table. <laughs> I don't know. I need to have some rice. I need to have some proofs. All of that. Of course, all of that was before they actually went to America. But while, that, while they were having those discussions, and the scholars were sitting in Europe talking about maybe there's America, maybe there's not America, at that very same moment, there were all kinds of people and animals and insects and stuff all walking around America. And there are trees and things, the whole world going on in America. While the, while the, while the Chachamim are sitting in Italy and in Spain, and, the, and they're having all kinds of dreams and hakiris and, 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 and trying to figure out, is there such a place, is there such a place... Uh, over there, is there another continent someplace on the other side of the ocean? So while they're dashing, so the people, the couple of Indians sitting around roasting some chazer someplace. I don't know if they did that, but they're sitting around having corn. I think we always want to have corn. So the, the so the Indians are sitting around having corn, and they're, and they're, and they're making ready a bracha achreina. And the people and the people in in, in Spain are saying, some people say no, there's no, they can't, there's no, there's no place like that. There's no other continent. It's the ocean, and then after the ocean, it's finished. And if the guys, if the Indians are sitting there having the corn and the cob, were sitting, it would be listening to that. This is Mamashagalachta. That guy, this this big chacham who runs some university someplace in Spain, is saying that I don't exist. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm right now make, I'm making a bracha And he says I don't exist. The whole thing is a, is a galachta because that's the world that he lives in. In my world, so it's only until they came to America. Once they found out she once they once they came and they said, Oh, here it is. Hare Karka. This 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 isn't this isn't a, a website or, or this isn't a, a, a virtual place. It's a place. It's a real place. And, and they put their foot down and they stepped onto the land. And this karaka there's a whole world over here, the people, the stuff going on. Kayoim. Elo al America. We're no longer living with ideas, theories, concept of America. Zumitzius. Demitzius was always here. It's just that it wasn't discovered. So there were so because it wasn't discovered, so we're dashing up the yell, the name, maybe yeah, could be not. But now it's not. It, these are not thoughts or ideas al America. Zumitzius. Yabeshis mitziusis. It's a continent over here. It exists. It's exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be uncovering, discovering Mitzias. Reality. Reality. A continent that's not new. A continent that was always there. What do you mean it's the new world? It's an altar It's the same world that was here since Bracious. I just never was there. 
It's the same world from Bereshus. I never went there. I never saw the place. America is not the new world, but they all call it the new world. And you know, they, were, they were advertising everybody to come to see the new world. It's not the new world. It's, it's the same old world. It's an old world. It's the world that's from Shesham Bereshus. You never saw that world. So the same thing. Rabbi Schwartz is saying, I'm not coming to tell you new ideas, new concepts, new... I'm not taking you on any trip to a new... We're not going to a new world. We're going to a world that has been here from not only the beginning, but before the beginning, a world, it's only to be Megala this Metzius. Except you don't have to get in a boat and schlep together to some place. It's, it's sitting inside of you and me. Gilu Yishel Metzius. Like Gilu Yonish Kol Not ideas. Not to tell you some nice fancy ideas. To say a Chiddush. L'chein. Therefore, B'tzaynenu lahanik l'shoimim havchanish l'mishish b'dvarim. Like when you, like the guy that, that, that unfortunately that blind fell in the room. Of course, the end of the story is he says, "I don't know if there's a table." So what do the people? What does this friend in the room do? He, says, he grabs his arm and he pulls his arm off and he, and he, and he slams his hand, in, hand on the table. He says, "Here's the table. There's a table. Here. You feel it?" He says, "Ah, oh, it's not your table." So Rav Schwartz is saying that I'm not going to talk about ideas. The idea is to talk about uh, uh, concepts and ideas. He says. The Rotson in writing this Sefer is to try to help those who are reading, those who are hearing the Shmuz, that they should mamish have the ability to touch, to feel, to experience this world, to discover it, not to talk about it in, in a stuffy classroom. Like we, many times we go, all the you know we we learn Torah, we hear beautiful Torah, but it's always like a classroom idea, and then and it's not what we're experiencing in life. It's not what we're experiencing in life. There's that disconnect. No, the tachlis here is to be megala, the, the old new world, and to be able to touch, to feel, and to experience it. On page I and base. finish up. It's not a matter of something new. Another interesting sefer that you read, another interesting piece of information, some ideas that you, should, you could say over at the Dvat the goal, the objective of this Sefer is to help people experience an Olam Acher, another world. Another world. To get high, but to get high, the Emes. To get higher than the, than, than the table and the chair that we've been living with all of our lives. Linshayim Olam To breathe, to inhale. A different world, a different world. A tzaddik, a walking in the same planet as we are, but he's in a different world. He's in a different world. To us, it seems scary, but we're going to learn that it's not scary at all. Lin shem alamachir to breathe another world. V'loy lalamid oisam yediyas shem adayin loyod. It's not to teach things that we didn't know, that you didn't know yet. That's not the tachlis. Certainly knowing things is very chashiv. To learn new things is always chashiv. We love learning new things. But the goal of this particular project right now, in this Da'as Atzmacha, the goal here is Hakaras Olam Acher. Not hearing about something, not talking about something, but experiencing something. Which is, a, many times I told, I'm not going to say the mice, and that's already very light. I'm not going to tell you, but there was... When, when the Yeshua's Yaakov was talking to Rabbi Hishel as a Dachavah, it's a famous thing that, that he wanted to know what the Chiddush, what was the Baal Shantav HaKadosh, what was the Mechadish. He asked Rabbi Hishel as a Dachavah, because the Yeshua's Yaakov was a, uh, was a big misnagid. 
and uh, maybe it was the Ketsoist that he asked, I don't remember, one of the big Misnagim, and, and, and he asked, the officials of the Trevor, what's the Balshanta that we had, big Tzaddik, and what's the Balshanta Shkidish? So it's a whole long thing with a marshal. But but Hishal was saying how that there were different Sadiqim until the Vashant of Akadish who spoke he says a marshal that there was somebody that told that was saying that there's this amazing, amazing, unbelievable bird that has these unbelievable colours and all these different things. And 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 for many years so he was saying that people came and say, yeah, this bird exists over there, this bird is like this, it's, and it's describing the bird and talking about the bird and where the bird lives and so on. Until finally, 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 there was this person that actually went and got the bird and brought it back and, and said, here it is, this is the bird. So Rabbi Hishal said that Chavis spoke about the Zayar Kaddish and the, and the Ariya Kaddish, and he said what the Zayar Kaddish and the Ariya Kaddish were talking about Eilamis, and the Bashant of Kaddish brought the, the world here. He brought the bird here. The brought it into our lives to be able to breathe the islandness, to be able to live the islandness, to be able to experience the islandness. <coughs> that world of Rabbi Shimon is the Hilul of Rabbi Shimon. This week, Haid, Haid Shaba Haid, Rabbi Shimon, Ashrei Ha'aimdim Al Saydecha. Ashrei Ha'aimdim Al Saydecha. What was Rabbi Shimon's whole existence? Rabbi Shimon was given permission from, from the Varnishon, from Shemaim. He was given him a shus to take off the peel, to unpeel the world, to take off the cover. And we, fortunate are those who understand and who have now the opportunity and take advantage of being aimed to be able to understand and to enter into the sight, into the secret, into the secret that's always been here. That's the whole Indian of the of Rabbi Shimon and the later on of the Ariya Kaddish and then finally with the Oshir Siyam with the Bashant of Kaddish that, that, that world of of the Ho'ereinenu of of our eyes being illuminated with the Mitzias of the Olam Bar of the Olam Hapnimi taking away the peel taking away the darkness taking away the covering of that world that's what Rabbi Shimon began that's the project of Rabbi Shimon and Ashri Ha'oimdim and the simcha, the gewaldige simcha of Lag Baimer, where even Jews are far, far away, like Rabbi Aaron Hagod and other tzaddikim said, even the pechusim should be pechusim. Lowest Jews want to have a shaykh to Rabbi Shimon, because the lowest Jew needs more desperately than anybody else to to find what's underneath the cover. He knows that there's something covering him up. And even the furthest Jews want to have a connection to Rabbi Shimon because Rabbi Shimon was saved. Rabbi Shimon took off. He discovered America. You know, Rabbi Shimon took us and he showed us this is dust. Here you are. You think you're you think you're a low person. You're not. You're a yid. And I want to show you what it means to be a yid. And that's what Rabbi Shimon did. And the Bashem Hakadosh, the Ariyah Hakadosh, the Bashem Hakadosh, Mamish brought it into our lives. So this is the Chelik Lekomim Al Mamish. This is what it means to be a Jew. Ashri Ha'Oim Dimal Sadecha. That's why even the Pchusim, even the lowest, lowest Jews, by them Lag Barim is a Gavaldi Giyantiv. You go to Meiron. It's funny what goes on over there, Meiron. Which I once explained from the Tzitzkemayim that Meiron is the Isis Rimayim. That the, that the Gemara says that the Rishoyim, that even the worst Jews are like a Rimayim, are filled with Mrs. Kerimayim. Because the Holy Name of Asher, I'm the most like Rabbi Shimon took off the covering. And he said, no, I'm not te- Rabbi Shimon says, I'm not teaching you something new. I'm not showing you a new world. I'm showing you the world of who you be'emes are. I'm showing you the Oil Pnimi. I'm showing you that the ugly cover is just a cover. And inside the Rimayim is Meron. 
inside the Riman is Rama, is, is, is the Ramayin, is the, is filled, every Jew is filled with the sweetness of, of the Rabbi Shalom, of Chalakal Kamimal Mamish. We should be Zarechir for that time of the Sechazana Inenu, and then Kormchama Kena Sophia, that, that when our eyes should be able to see, and that we should be, our ears should be able to hear, and, and then, then, then each and every one of us will hear everywhere we go, every day of the week, not just on Shabbos, we'll be able to hear Shabbos, Ayam, the Yom Shakula Shabbos, the Gulash, and the Amitas, and the Hemi, 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 and the Hem